0: Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for April 29, 2021. The topic this time is Natural Amendments Stimulate Garden Soil. You may find that changing from a more conventional approach that involves lots of purchased products to a sustainable, regenerative approach that relies on low-cost recipes made yourself using local materials takes more time and thought, but the benefits are many, and the time spent in the garden rather than driving to the store is far more thought-provoking. Nigel Palmer The Regenerative Grower's Guide to Garden Amendments, 2020. I've been busy this week filling our new kitchen garden with soil. Creating the soil mixture and transferring it by wheelbarrow to the raised beds has been an arduous task, but it helps to remind myself how hard the soil will work all season to support healthy, nutritious crops. We all know that growing healthy plants begins with healthy soil, But what does it mean exactly to have healthy soil? According to Nigel Palmer, author of the Regenerative Grower's Guide to Garden Amendments, healthy soil has three components, optimal levels of minerals, biological diversity, and efficient flow of energy in the form of communication and nutrition between the soil and plants. Plants require many kinds of minerals in the soil to thrive, some in relatively high proportions and others in trace amounts. These minerals include nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, calcium, magnesium, sulfur, silicon, sodium, boron, chlorine, iron, manganese, zinc, copper, molybdenum, cobalt, selenium, and nickel. Essential non-mineral elements and healthy soils include hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Minerals and water are taken up from the soil by the plant roots and carried through the plant via a narrow pathway called the xylem. A second pathway called the phloem transports nutrients from the leaves to plant shoots and fruits and back down into the soil through the roots optimal energy flow depends on communication between the plant and life forms in the soil, such as mycorrhizal fungi. This two-way communication system allows the plant to regulate biological activity in the soil, which in turn affects the dispersal of minerals within the plant when and where the nutrients are needed the most. This collaborative system also permits the plant to fend off insect pests and pathogens. Healthy soils are full of living organisms, many of which are invisible to the naked eye. They include bacteria, fungi, nematodes, protozoa, arthropods, earthworms, and single cell life forms called archaea that were only discovered in 1977. Palmer points out that the basic food source for all of these living organisms is carbon. The best way to ensure that our garden soil has optimal levels of minerals and biological diversity is to consistently feed the soil carbon-rich organic matter with humus, i.e. compost and leaf mold. This is also the best way to turn the physical structure of garden soil into a productive loam. In addition, sequestering carbon in the soil is an effective way of removing carbon dioxide, a greenhouse gas, from the atmosphere. Beyond compost and leaf mold, however, Palmer's book delves deeper into building healthy soils, particularly for producing edible crops. He says that one of the best ways to enhance soil for food crops is by adding fermented plants to compost or directly to the soil as a drench. Fermented plant solutions can also be applied as foliar sprays. Specific plants can be fermented to address mineral deficiencies in the soil or to provide a broad spectrum of minerals for optimal garden production. We need look no further than the weeds growing in our garden, such as dandelions, chickweed, hairy bittercress, and many others. They're all good sources of particular minerals. For example, chickweed and lambs' quarters contain high proportions of phosphorus and potassium. Common mallow weeds that give me such a headache with their long, tenacious tap roots redeem themselves by being rich in calcium, magnesium, potassium, iron, and selenium. Rather than discarding garden weeds into the trash bin or compost pile, Palmer recommends putting them into a bucket until it's three-quarters of the way full adding water, he says rainwater is best, to cover the plants and a handful of leaf mold to reduce the stink of decomposition, covering the bucket, and then allowing the plants to ferment over winter without freezing. In the spring, the mixture is strained, placed in labeled airtight jars, and then diluted 1 to 20 with water for use throughout the growing season. For a quicker fermentation process, Palmer says that harvested plants can be mixed with organic brown sugar, placed in a covered jar with a weight on top of the contents, and stored out of direct sunlight at room temperature for one week. The strained liquid can then be diluted with water at a ratio of 1 to 500 for use as a soil drench or foliar spray. Some plants are so full of minerals, such as stinging nettles and comfrey, that it may be worthwhile to grow them specifically for their fermented plant juice as a soil amendment. I'm particularly interested in what Palmer has to say about fermenting the same plants we grow in the garden as well as their fruits to feed the soil for the next crop. For example, carrot and beet tops can be harvested and fermented to feed the soil for the next carrot and beet plantings. At the end of the season, I can harvest my tomato plants, ferment them over winter, and use the plant juice to feed the compost or soil next spring when I plant out my tomato starts and throughout the growing season. Fallen fruit from my orchard trees can also be fermented and applied as a soil amendment or foliar spray. Mimicking the efficiency of nature by using the plants growing in my garden to feed the soil is exciting to me. I'm finding that the more I trust in the wisdom of the plants, the more thought-provoking and satisfying my gardening becomes. And speaking of satisfying, here are some satisfying things to do in the garden this week. I'm going to plant out my hardened off warm season crops, including beans, tomatoes, cucumbers, and eggplant. I'm going to add compost to my planting holes and leaf mulch around the plants. I'll start saving my weeds and plant debris in labeled buckets for fermentation. I'm also going to experiment with the brown sugar recipe. In the meantime, I'm going to brew a compost tea with sea kelp as a soil drench for my spring blooming flowers and spring producing veggies. I'll prune off suckers from my fruit and other trees and I'm going to start creating container gardens for my front porch and patio. And that's it for the literary gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.